Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, welcome back to Simpin' After Dark. It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza, back with another solo episode. I'm on a roll with my solo episodes. It's honestly just easier to just like bust them out this way. But don't worry, I'm working on getting a guest soon. But today, I'm going to be talking about a pretty fresh new song that literally dropped today. Well, for me, it's today. It's the 20th, but it'll still be new by the time you guys listen to this. If you are new here, Simpin' After Dark is a podcast where I pick a song and I get into the lyrics and I relate that then to conversations about relationships and shitty boyfriends and good boyfriends, um, toxic habits, self-love, all that good stuff. And then I pull up some tweets and TikToks that have been popping off on the timeline this week or just recently. There's definitely some crazy shit that's been going down this week, like still going down today. So I got to talk about it. And last week I ended off telling you guys I was going to look into some kind of random shit. I mentioned that I like when my boyfriend picks my outfits or like tells me what to wear. And I was like, I wonder if this is like some kind of sexual kink or fetish or something like that. I looked into it. So I'm going to get into that a little bit and also the brat kink because i mentioned that i got told that i was that when i took an online test um take it with a grain of salt like anybody could take this test i don't know if it's still available it's like bdsm test you could probably google it and take it yourself so random but um yeah what else i got other tiktoks and tweets so we'll get into it if we have time as always but first of all, I'm going to be talking about Elle Eliads. I'm not really sure if that's how you say her name. I'm so sorry. But she is a R&B, like, soul artist from Melbourne, Australia. Shout out Australia. 
She just dropped a single called More to Love. It is really beautiful, smooth. I love what it is about. It's about, is there more to love? It's the age old question that we have all asked ourselves at some point in our life, whether it's while you're in a relationship wondering like, is this all there is? Or when you're single, like post relationship reminiscing, you know, sometimes you're just like, is that love? Was that real love? Is there more to look forward to? Because maybe that shit didn't hit the way I thought it was supposed to hit. You know, like what is love really supposed to feel like? Definitely relatable. So it's a really good song. Make sure to check her out. She seems like she is on the rise. She only has five singles out right now. Shout out to R&B Radar. I saw that they posted this song to their playlist that they update, I think, weekly. I believe they are exclusive to Spotify as of now, but I'm sure if you follow them on Twitter or Instagram that they post about artists to look out for and new songs. So make sure to check them out. I'm always being put on to new music from there. And I'm super excited that I found this song because I really, really love it. Let me go ahead and play a clip so that we can know what we're getting into. hope you guys like it too and you can tell the first line it already starts she says i know the movie's a lie but i hope there is more to love than this this can't be all of it so right off the bat she says the movie's a lie but i hope there's more to love than this like i love that intro line just because i feel like anything else in life movies give us an idea of what anything is supposed to be like and love is definitely not an exception like other than our parents or the immediate relationships around us like the only idea we have of what to expect out of love and relationships is the movies and music too but movies really just gives you so much more because there's the visual element to it and it's just like a longer medium. So it's not just like two minutes or like a 30 minute, 40 minute album. It's two hours of a whole story with so much context, backstories of each of the characters. And yeah, it's just so much deeper. And I know like some guys like to tell us women that Our expectations are too high because of movies and that love isn't like the movies. But when you're a romantic and you just love love and being in relationships, which there is nothing wrong with, we are humans and we crave connection. That's what we are on this earth to do is just to love other people. That's what I believe. When that's you, you still have hope. Even if you know people tell you like the movies are fake. And we do know this, like movie magic. Nothing you see in movies is real. Like, of course, everything is going to be like dramatized or just made to look like the most next level shit you've ever seen. I think it's still one of those things where it's like, does art imitate life or is life imitating art? 
And I do think it can be a bit of both. You know, people write movies and like scripts, these stories based off of their real life experiences. And obviously sometimes it's fake stories, but it's the fact that it comes from a place within us, within the writer, that gives people hope that they can experience a love like that. I remember when I saw Pride and Prejudice for the first time, because I had seen some of my Twitter girls talking about it on the timeline, and I was like, okay, I want to see, because like y'all are gushing over this movie, and I love a good romantic drama, like, so much. And it's the one with uh, Kira Knightley in it, by the way. I forget who else is in it, but I saw it, and I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. It's really just like, so beautifully written from like a woman's perspective of what love is just capturing those moments like I really feel like guys that watch that like do they like it the same way girls like it or do they think it's boring I don't know but shout out the movies even if they're not real they give us really cool expectations and just give us something to look forward to even if we don't get it in the exact same way It really sets a standard. It's like shoot for the moon and you'll land amongst the stars, that cheesy ass quote. It's like the same thing, you know, like if you aim to have a love like the movies, then you're going to be all right as long as you are holding yourself and your partner to it. So then she says, it doesn't feel right. Don't know what to say. No one's to blame, but it doesn't feel right. We're in the same place and so far away and it doesn't feel right. Don't know what it takes, but it doesn't feel right. So I love when she says, don't know what to say, no one's to blame, because it's just that feeling kind of like an existential dread feeling where you can't really pinpoint what the fuck it is, but you know something's wrong. Like everything could be perfect in your relationship. You aren't fighting like they're not treating you bad, but maybe you're just bored or you just feel like empty or like something is missing. And then you end up feeling guilty because you're like, nothing is even wrong. Why am I feeling this way? But I think it's so normal. It's just a part of life. I think nobody could ever just be like on top of the wave. Sometimes you crash and you just have to find your way back to feeling right again. And a lot of times I do think it can come from maybe being with somebody that you are not fully compatible with. I think it's so important to figure out what you truly enjoy out of life, what you like to do every day, like what you want your routine to look like, what you want your weekends to look like, your vacation days, your nights, your mornings. You have to be on the same page for that because if you're faking it at the beginning just to please each other or make it feel like you're right for each other, eventually go back to who you are. Like you cannot be fake forever. Who you are will always end up shining through and I feel like that's when sometimes couples get bored or feel like something is wrong even if everything is going smoothly and you're not fighting and you're getting along and you're sweet to each other you just feel bored because maybe you were not compatible maybe one of you likes to go out all the time and the other one likes to stay home so then you're clashing on the weekends like you want to relax and they want to go out like not enough people think about those type of things Specifically for women in relationships, I feel like they like to be taken out because it's just a way to show effort and to show that you care because planning a date, doing all that, it's not 
easy. Like it takes time out of your day. It really takes energy and effort. It means that you are taking notice of what your partner likes, what you think they would enjoy doing, what type of food they would like. Because it would kind of low-key hurt my feelings if my man was planning a, a date for us. Like if I was like, please plan a date for us. And then he picked a restaurant with a shitty menu. Well, to me, of food that I don't eat or don't like, I would be like, really? Like, do you even know me? Do you even pay attention? Like, I just think it shows so much love and care when they know what you would like. And they know those little details. Because it's one thing to plan a date, but are you going to plan it right? Or is it just going to show that you just pulled shit out of your ass to get your girl off your back, you know? Like, that's not cool either. Now you're going to be mad at her for being ungrateful and mad that you wasted your time doing all that planning and you couldn't even do it right. Then she says, so why do I keep fighting for a love that's not providing? They say you'll know when you know, so I keep on waiting with hope. But all I know is it doesn't feel right. Don't know what to say. No one's to blame. And then on and on the chorus. Man, and I really just hate, I don't know if it's being a woman, but when you're not feeling like the love, if you are not getting enough attention or feeling the effort and you just like, are we dramatic? Like we just are like, do you even love me anymore? Because it doesn't feel like it. You're not even trying anymore. Like, is this what the rest of our lives are going to look like? Like, I feel like that's definitely a girl thing, but I don't think it's a bad. Like low-key guys just be chilling, but it's like, do you guys even want anything? Do you even have any standards or anything like requirements and love? Because guys love to say that like, we're simple blah 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 but that isn't a flex either like you should have requirements and things that you want out of a relationship and from love you know I think if you don't have those things then you could be down for a relationship with anyone and that's why you end up unhappy because you didn't even take the time to figure out if this person is right for you if you guys are compatible like that or if it's just like it's cool we get along and it's chill And now that's why you get mad when your girl has requirements and wants to actually feel loved because you're not actually asking for anything. So, of course, you're going to feel like shit is imbalanced, but that's on you. You know, so I think it's a mix of a lot of different things when it comes to feeling unsatisfied in a relationship. It could be that, like, your idea of what love is is not realistic. You know, maybe you're comparing it to the movies. Which, once again, I don't think it's a problem because even if that doesn't work out, at least you're asking for something and you should be asking for something. But I think it's just really important for girls, especially in this generation, I feel like women really want to feel like they truly are loved because we've seen so many women in marriages get divorced later into their lives because they were being neglected by their husbands and they didn't feel the love anymore. And we are just trying to avoid that at all costs. Like we know divorce rates are through the roof. But how many people can really say like they know of a relationship in their life that has lasted forever where they look at that couple and they're like, wow, they're so happy. They have fun together. They adore each other. I feel like that might be rare. I don't think I'm being pessimistic. This is just based on looking around and a lot of the people on TikTok that talk about their stories, like older women that are like, my husband doesn't pay attention to me, so I'm getting a divorce. Like I've been trying to get him to 
do this and that, X, Y, Z, whatever. So I think a response to that is now women really making sure that they're with the right person that adores them. Like not just love, like adore, like you better freaking kiss my feet and do everything in your power to make me happy. Like if a man cringes at that thought or is like, what the fuck you're tripping? Then I don't think that's the man for you. Because, like, why wouldn't you want to love like that? And when you are being loved correctly like that, of course you're going to reciprocate it. So it's in everybody's favor in a relationship. Like, everyone will be happy. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I think women just want to feel loved and adored, and that's just how we experience love and do relationships. You know, because marriage is a huge commitment. So imagine, like, you're asking yourself, why do I keep fighting for a love that's not providing? They say you'll know when you know, so I keep on waiting with hope. Like, there's women in relationships that feel this way. So, like, what are they supposed to do? Are you supposed to just settle for a love that feels mediocre just because, you know, he treats you okay? He's nice. He's a good guy. But it's, like, boring. I don't think that's a love that you should settle for. You know, eventually you do get to that place over the years. But I'm talking, like, years down the road of being married. But even once it gets there, there should still be effort. And I'm not saying it has to be like every fucking weekend or every day, like whatever it is, people, you should communicate what your expectations are so that it doesn't feel like the love is dwindling or that you're failing at love. That's pretty much the song. Make sure to go check her out. Like I said, she only has five songs out so far. I'm looking forward to an album. I really love her vibe. All right, so real quick, let me get this whole, like, brat kink shit situation out of the way. This is not my regular cup of tea. Don't get me wrong. I love talking about this shit, but I am definitely not in, like, the BDSM community or anything like that. And I don't have any other, like, type of kinks or anything. Um, I was going to say any crazy kinks, but I don't want to, like, shame anyone. You know, no kink shaming. Except for some kinks are too weird. I'm not going to lie. But we don't got to talk about those. So what I was talking about was, you know, I like to have my boyfriend pick out my clothes, whatever. Like something about that is hot to me. And I was like, I feel like this is probably some kind of kink or something. 
And I looked it up and I couldn't really find a name for it, but there was a lot of people asking and there was two kind of things that um, kept being brought up. Oh, but one thing that was very like kink related was that it's like a submissive type of thing that you do. You know, there's like the doms and the subs. So when I did take that BDSM test, by the way, I was a switch, it said. This was years ago. I should probably retake it if it's still available. But that's basically like I can do either or be dominant or submissive. But I was also like a brat. That was like my main thing. And then it was like vanilla. Like I'm very just vanilla. But if anything, it's a brat. I'll talk about that after this. The two things that I found that came up for like the like getting dressed up thing was dollification and I don't know how to pronounce this. Condalism. C-A-N-D-A-U-L-I-S-M. Let me read you this just because it's very interesting. Like the shit comes from way back in the day, like 1700 or 1600s. I don't even know. So this is from Wikipedia. I trust them pretty much. You know, I know they say like that's not a credible source, but. I, I trust them. Like, they're pretty legit. Okay, so condylism or condylism is a paraphilic sexual practice or fantasy. Um, and by the way, this is not what I have. This was just interesting, and I wanted to read it to you guys. Like, this is actually fucking a little weird. But once again, no kink shaming. It's just to me. It's not for me. But uh, paraphilia is the experience of intense sexual arousal to atypical objects, situations, fantasies, behaviors, or individuals. It has also been defined as sexual interest in anything other than a consenting human partner. Yeah, so conjugalism is a paraphilic sexual practice or fantasy in which one person exposes their partner or images of their partner to other people for their voyeuristic pleasure. It is also associated with voyeurism and exhibitionism. So I think that's kind of where, because I was like in like a Reddit thread and people were saying like if this feels like it might be like a subcategory of conjulism maybe the exhibitionism part because it's like oh I'm gonna dress my girl up looking hot so I could take her out and people could look at her and then I get pleasure from that type of thing you know the term may also be applied to the practice of undressing or otherwise exposing a female partner to others similarly the term may also be applied to the posting of personal images of a female partner on the internet or urging her to wear clothing which revealed her physical attractiveness to others, such as wearing very brief clothing, such as a microskirt, tight fitting, or see through clothing, or a low cut top. So, this does remind me of that TikTok where that guy got his girl this really cute red, like, bodycon dress, and it has, like, little, like, um, cutouts kind of going down the middle. And he wanted her to wear her hair, like, up exactly how he wanted it. So, that to me is giving a little bit of this, like, where he wants her to get all hot and then take her out or maybe have her post pictures or something so that he could feel aroused or some type of sexual gratification out of it which is cool but the history of the term is fucking crazy it derives from an account in the histories of Herodotus who was a Greek historian and geographer from the Greek city of I don't even know this is too much history for me very interesting but this is not a history podcast. King Cangelus of ancient Lydia, according to the story, conceived a plot to show his unaware naked wife to his servant, Gyges. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. After discovering Gyges while he was watching her naked, 
Condoleezza's wife ordered him to choose between killing himself or killing her husband in order to repair the vicious mischief. The term was first used in psychology by Richard Von Kraft Ebbing in his 1886 book, Psychopathia Sexualis. Interesting. Yeah, so obviously that was very unconsenting. That's not cool, but that's supposedly where that term comes from. And I could see why people were referring to that because the Reddit thread I found was literally somebody asked, what's the kink called where my dom chooses my clothes? So it's like a dom sub thing, you know, someone tells you what to wear. And the other thing that people kept saying was maybe dollification, which is a sexual fetish where one partner is transformed into a doll through makeup mannerisms or even plastic surgery. So obviously that's completely different, but somehow aligned. Like this other definition says, in a nutshell, dollification is the process of evolving yourself both physically and mentally into a living doll. So that is wild. Um, so yeah, I don't have that either, but I thought that was interesting. But I saw this guy in the thread that was like, oh this is a kink like i love to do this i didn't know this i actually buy all my girlfriend's clothes and like tell her what to wear um so that's really fucking cool good for her i mean as long as she likes outfits then you know like shit so basically i don't think it's a specific kink but i think it's just more part of like the dom sub dynamic something that you could do with that And then the other thing I was going to talk to you guys about was brat, which is a specific style or personality of submissive. As the name suggests, the sub is rebellious and antagonist. The act of being a brat in BDSM is often known as bratting. So it includes things like back talk. So like talking back, questioning, resisting, refusing, whining, teasing, and other generally bratty behavior. But it's all just for fun and like to get a rise out of your partner to get punished. But obviously in a consensual way, like not for them to freaking do anything that you don't want them to do. It's like a little game. It's psychological. It's very mental. So I think that's why I fuck with that. Because you could do it like out in the open without being weird. So yeah, anyway, now you guys know way too much about me. (laughs) Kidding. It's probably like the most vanilla thing ever, but it's very interesting to me. Just like a power play. Also, there is a screenshot of a TikTok that I saw on Twitter that I wanted to talk about. It sort of relates to the song that I talked about in a way, just because I try to make everything correlate, but hear me out. So, at a dose of Mars. Little Wild Woman on Twitter. She posted a screenshot of a TikTok. So the TikTok says, it's just a picture of a girl. And then with like the text, it says, I love women. When I was broken up with and sobbing on the floor of a hotel hallway, a 20-something woman offered me a cigarette. And when I said I didn't smoke, she just said, I'll be right back. She brought me tissues and some candy and listened to me sob about my broken heart. A woman I didn't even know cared about me more than a man I'd spent a whole year pouring my heart into, which I love this just because like women are so caring and empathetic. And um, it reminds me of that same dangly eerie man, Black Ryan Seacrest, which I'll bring up in a second. But the tweet says, 
Using this TikTok as the point I'm trying to make, love was never meant to be romanticized. It is in everything we do and all around us. The woman who did all of this for her in the video expressed her love for the other woman and their complete strangers. There are many forms in which a person can love. The truth is there is someone or something out there who loves us, all of us. Animals have the ability to love. Our friends have the ability to love. Hell, even a cup of coffee can symbolize love. Love is an energy that cannot be destroyed and it's the highest form of energy we have. It will always transfer somewhere else if there's no room for where it currently is. Hell, even saying thank you to the bus driver is a form of love. Learn not to have such a narrow perspective of it. I absolutely love this and um, I feel like it definitely plays into what I was talking about earlier and how women just really want to feel desired and love and like the media's portrayal of what love is maybe does kind of skew what we want. It, it doesn't take away from the fact that there is just something intrinsically within us that won't die. Like it can't be put aside like no matter what we just always want to feel love and connection and then this girl replied at vn1 she said that's some great intuition on this romanticism for me more of a device the romanticism in the media sphere is a sexualized and objectified kind of romanticism not rooted in real feelings which perfectly ties everything together like the media gives us like movies give us an example of what love is and obviously different movies do it better and more realistically and other movies make us feel like the only way you can express romantic love is physically which is completely wrong like she said even a cup of coffee can be love and this is why I said earlier that women just want to feel love and it doesn't have to be every weekend a date it's just like they don't want to feel neglected like they don't want their husband not paying attention to them not doing cute things for them like just like brushing by you and like touching your arm or being sweet in any way like there's so many ways to show love that is not just sex or even physical like you could do little little tiny things just show that you care and that you're paying attention to details but this also just shows that sometimes we put too much of we put too much pressure on our romantic lovers like our partner when we should also be trying to experience platonic love with like our friends and our family or whoever, just being more empathetic to strangers in the world and showing love every day and everything that we do. I think that's so beautiful. And like I said, it reminds me of that guy, Black Ryan Seacrest, that made that video about how that girl was crying in his face and he was like, I feel nothing, blah, blah, blah. That same weirdo made a TikTok asking like, what is the point of empathy? What is the point? He was stitching a guy that was talking about how like it was like an evolutionary thing that like we do we even need it anymore? And then Black Ryan Seacrest guy stitched it and was like, yeah, like what is the point? Like blah, blah, blah. So that just, I think, shows the difference between humans that have love in them and they know that the purpose of being here on earth is to just be good people and show love. Because empathy is a part of love, and this is why you can have empathy for a complete total stranger. And you should have empathy for complete total strangers. Like, if you only give a fuck about somebody, if you know them, that, I think, shows a lack of humanity. And if you don't give a fuck about something happening to someone unless it's happening to you or people that you know, it's 
yeah, it's just very weird and slightly sociopathic, like obviously probably not medically at all. But to me, it's very weird when people do that. And I feel like that's mostly men that feel that way, but not all the time. I'm just being very general here. I feel like women are better at just empathizing with a complete stranger. Like if you see a girl crying, you're probably not just going to leave her alone. I love that TikTok. And then the girl that tweeted it and the conversation that went on was perfect. Okay, so I want to talk about another TikTok that I saw. This was actually like a week or two ago. I've been meaning to talk about it, but I've not had time. So I'm going to finally talk about it because this shit blew my mind. I'm not even going to like play it or anything like that because I could pretty much just describe it. And you guys will know exactly what the fuck I'm getting at. But this girl recorded a TikTok of, I'm guessing it's like the men in her family. They were all older men, like Gen X age. But they were doing the whole like, you know, that trend where girls were like, oh, he's a he's a seven, but he opens your door for you when you get in the car or whatever. And then girls would be like, oh, he's a and then they would either either rate him higher or lower or whatever. It was a little fun trend. So she did it with these men like she would tell them like, oh, she's a five, but she pays for you on every date. And then the men were like, "Okay, like she's a five. And then she was like, "Okay, she's a seven, but she has a good personality. And they'd be like, "Okay, she's a seven. And I think you can see the pattern. No matter like what qualities she would add to these hypothetical girls or women, they would still remain a five or a six or whatever they were. And it just really showed like how some men don't give a fuck about your personality or anything that comes out of your mouth. If you are not attractive to them, they don't really respect you or care to value anything other than your looks. And they don't want to hear anything that comes out of your mouth. And like, they just don't care. Like the way these men were literally like, okay, and like, okay, so mind you, when like it was the girls doing the trends and these girls are giving extra points for guys doing bare minimum things, that was also rubbing me the wrong way because people would be like, oh, he's a seven, but he doesn't cheat on you. Like, what? And they'd be like, oh my God, a 10. Like, okay, let's not do that. That's bare minimum. But I think also the difference between men and women doing that trend was that when girls were trying to figure out what was their new rating, they're rating them as a whole, including their qualities, because that's how we see guys as a whole. Like they are not just their physical. They are everything else about them, what they have to say, their mentality, their views, how kind they are, everything. Versus when men were doing these trends, specifically the TikTok that I saw of these like older men. When they were rating these women, it wasn't as a package. It was just fully based on their appearance. Like anything outside of their physical does not matter to them. And I don't know if this girl knew what it was going to look like when she posted it because they were all laughing. And I'm sure anybody would probably be laughing in real life. But I don't know. That shit made me uncomfortable. I was like, this is so weird. Just seeing men's minds work, like in action. And especially if those were like her family members, just knowing that that's how these men in your family think and you're just like 
laughing and okay with it. I feel like you're just doomed to end up with a man that is like that if that's the type of man that you see in your life and you're okay with it because that's just the norm to you. Yeah, so that shit blew my mind. Okay, so now let's talk about Prentice treatment because I need to say my piece. This girl tweeted, Princess treatment doesn't mean he buys you gifts 24-7, drives you around, or gets your nails toes done, slash toes done. It means he doesn't let you go to bed upset. He's patient with you, treats you delicately from the way he talks and touches you. Um, and then a bunch of people called her out, rightfully so. You know, not that she did anything wrong particularly or that she meant to be malicious, but... I mean, she did technically do something wrong, but people called her out and they were like, this is bare the fuck minimum. Okay, bare minimum. And the reason I'm saying like maybe she didn't knowingly do something wrong, but she did do something wrong is because what she's doing is normalizing kind of um, changing the definitions of words. Like when people say princess treatment, that's exactly what they meant. It's gifts, paying for your nails, spoiling you, etc. That is princess treatment, driving you around. That's princess treatment. Like, why are we now trying to change the definition? Because your standards aren't that high. If you don't want princess treatment, that's okay. That's not for you. But I just think it's so weird to, like, be trying to change definitions. And I know some people might not agree with me on this next take opinion I have. But it's kind of the same as when girls are like, oh, all you girls are so spoiled. Like, I spoil back. I spoil back over here. I don't like that. That rubs me the wrong way because that's not spoiling anymore. If you are both like spoiling each other, are you being spoiled? I don't think you could be spoiled if you're spoiling back. I think that cancels out. And now you guys are just both buying each other stuff. I think to be spoiled, I think of when people talk about children being spoiled, it's usually because their parents are giving them everything and they're spoiling them rotten, right? It kind of has a negative connotation to it because it's like they're spoiled rotten because they get everything they want. This child is not giving their parents gifts or buying their parents gifts back. Usually the child is like super bratty and ungrateful, at least like the depictions we see on TV, like the kid from Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, whichever one. I feel like there's a couple spoiled kids in that. I can't really remember. It's been a while since I watched that movie. But you guys know what I mean. Like when we see a spoiled child on TV or if you know one in your family, they're being spoiled rotten. And I think it's weird to try to change the definition and be like, why spoil back? That's not the same. If someone's being spoiled, it's because they're being bought everything that they want and desire. So let's not do that. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with buying each other gifts. But I think it defeats the purpose if you feel like you need to buy your partner a gift of the same value every time they buy you something. It's like, okay, well, they spent $200 on me, so now I have to spend $200 on them. And it's like, at that point, just buy your own shit. And I know I sound crazy, spoiled probably right now, or ungrateful, but I'm a stickler for definitions and words. That's probably my Virgo brain. Like, trust me, I have no problem with buying gifts for your man. But I feel like it's such a cope to be like, oh, we spoil each other to make yourself feel like superior than the girl that's actually getting spoiled based on what spoiled actually is, you know? 
Like, it's okay. Not everybody in the world is going to get spoiled. Unless your man has money like that, then yes, he should be spoiling you. That's just my opinion. Like, I think it's weird to be dating someone that has all this money and they're not trying to make you happy. If you're not asking for anything, okay, fine. But if they see you struggling or like they know you could use this thing or that thing that can make your life easier and they're not doing that, that's a little weird to me. But I guess that's personal preference. But yeah, the whole I spoil back thing is such a cope. Something about it, I can't explain why it gives the same energy as me and my man check out girls together. I feel like it's a little bit internalized misogyny. I might be reaching, but hear me out. Because it's like they're seeing girls get spoiled. And because they know they're not being treated like that, they feel like girls don't deserve it. I'm not being treated like this. So why is that girl being treated like that? Like, no, girls should be buying their men presents back. I, I have to buy my man presents back. He doesn't ever just buy me things without making me feel like I need to buy him things, you know? Like, it shouldn't be no tit for tat. If you're going to be in a relationship, if you're giving because you like to give presents, then you should just do that because it makes you happy to make your partner happy. But you shouldn't be expecting something back every time or at all. Like, if you're going to give, do it because you can and because it makes you happy. And that's how you know when you really love someone. Like, if you have the ability to spoil them or to make them happy or make their life easier by buying them something and that just brings you pure joy, then you know you love them. If you're feeling resentful, then you don't love them and you probably need therapy because why are you feeling resentful about spoiling your partner? And there should be give and take, but I think a lot of times men don't realize the value that women are adding to their life. I'm talking about emotionally and mentally because a lot of our emotional labor goes unnoticed. And sometimes men expect the girl to reciprocate in the same way that they're giving, like financially with gifts, when I think we need to actually pay attention to the value that women are adding outside of financially or even tangibly. Like women are so fucking patient and kind and just go out of their way to educate and be open I don't know. It's so many things and it's very nuanced and to each of their own. But I just want to offer my perspective on that because I hate like tit for tat shit so much or even like holding it over your partner's head. Like when guys try to pull that, like I seen a guy on like this video. I think it's a vice video where um, these guys are, are talking about like modern dating and or whatever else. And this guy's talking about like, it just, I'm tired of spending $150 on dates and not getting called back. It just feels like I'm not getting my investment back or blah, blah, blah. And it just shows how guys really don't want to be spending this money. Because if you're that mad, just because you didn't get a call back, then you didn't even actually like her. Because if you liked her, then you would respect her decision to not call you back or want to hang out with you. Her not wanting to hang out with you shouldn't make you fucking hate her it's very entitled and just feels transactional like well i spent this money so i'm entitled to your time and entitled to a next date no you're not and that goes the same for this whole discourse right now with the whole getting flued out thing this girl got recorded this guy flew her out spent like five racks on her supposedly and she didn't want to have sex with him so he recorded her put it online um the videos i seen her face is blurred out thankfully but he's like going off. It's actually scary. Like I would be terrified if I was her. But he's just like going the fuck off on her. Like I would be scared that he's going to hit me the way he's talking. 
he's like, I spent all this fucking money and like, you should know what it is. Like she was like talking all that talk. We talked for months online, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then there's even like pick me's and girls that have so much internalized misogyny talking about like, oh, you should know what you signed up for. If you're getting flued out, you consented to fuck the minute you gave him your flight information, blah, blah, blah. That is so like rapey. You are contributing to rape culture. Like these birds need to go back to school because we need mandatory classes on consent and just like respect and rape culture shit because things are getting out of hand and there's way too many people defending him there's also a lot of people shitting on him men and women which i love but it's still scary that people agree with that guy and think that a woman can't change her mind like maybe she did go out there with the intent to fuck him and she did like him and then she met him and she saw the red flags which she was right because the way he reacted shows his character and who he really is so Good thing she didn't fuck him because he eventually was going to let those feelings shine through. So I'm glad that she got out of there safe, I think. I don't know if she was still stuck there or whatnot. He was, like, threatening to not fly her back home, but he was kicking her out of his hotel. Like, really scary shit. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for sticking around. I had so much fun. Shout out to L. Eliad. Eliade. I'm so sorry. I know I'm butchering her name. Um, but yeah, she's really dope. Go check her out. Make sure to follow me, Simpin' After Dark, on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow me, my personal IG, Ash underscore Friday underscore. And shout out to Wild Seven Studios. Make sure to go check them out on Instagram and YouTube. Go subscribe. They're always putting out really dope content. And I have a bunch of my Simpin' content on there as well. Videos. I'm trying to, I'm working on getting all the episodes up there, but there are a few. For now, make sure to let me know what you guys want me to talk about for future episodes, who you want me to have on here, all that good stuff. And yeah, have a beautiful weekend and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.